in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome in to the Wednesday edition of the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, live or on demand. We're coming to you from the Angles studio and the... Uh, the, the thunder rolls. The wrath of God. Strikes. The wrath of God is uh, coming down in West Asheville outside of Radio Ranch here as uh, just moments before we were going on the air... Everything went out. The power went out. The board went dead. And now it looks like things are slowly coming back up. So hopefully we will have an uninterrupted three hours. Of- That's the goal. Uh, the second we hit all the buttons to make everything go, yay, it went no. Right, right. I always love Fun when better. that happens around here because you just see everyone panic. Like, ah, uh, what happened? We have a lot of safeguards that are supposed to protect from that. Your number one enemy in the radio business is dead air. And if, uh, you know, lightning actually strikes the building or a tower or whatever, whatever it hit, I don't know what it hit, but it apparently hit something directly outside the studio here. Well, here's the thing. We're in a building that is surrounded by lightning rods. Mm -hmm. So this is not an uncommon occurrence. It's just uncommon when it shuts everything down at once. Yes, indeed, as it did. And uh, hopefully you are staying safe wherever you are out there. If you're in the greater Asheville area, you should seek shelter immediately because the the apocalypse is happening outside of our studio right now. And regardless of where you are, you can find us on the uh, iHeartRadio app or you can hear us on the terrestrial signal locally or the YouTube. Go to thesportocracy.com, click on the live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can join us in the chat each and every afternoon from 3 to 6 right here on ESPN Asheville. And we can definitively say this is the deadest day of sports talk all year long. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, The biggest thing going today is... When Madden ratings are the thing that everybody's upset about, it's a bad, 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 bad day. You got what, the ESPYs tonight? Woo. Yeah, no, and and nobody cares. Uh, I mean, I just I can't. I mean, it's fine. I don't do award shows. I don't either. I, any of them, and the the V Foundation. We will always support the V Foundation. Absolutely. But in terms of the award show, like I don't care. I don't care who wins these awards. But you don't care how well Steph Curry's going to do hosting the ESPYs tonight? No. No, I really don't. I didn't care how well Vernon Davis was going to do uh, doing it either. Right. And that's fine. You're doing your thing. I get it. It's fun. Have, have yourself a good old time. You got the ESPYs tonight. You got college media days going on. The SEC and the ACC opening up their media days today. So we'll talk about that coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Now, this is also what I like to call the week. Of lying. So I got a question. So yesterday I was out. I appreciate everybody with the uh, kind words and the thoughts and prayers as we were dealing with a uh, family issue yesterday. But um, 
always appreciated and continue to keep us in your in your in your t's and p's uh as we navigate our way through whatever news is going to come out of uh out of what happened yesterday but anyway um it did uh did did caleb hold serve did he did, did. did he represent very well in the daily draft he yesterday? did he didn't win it but oh. he held serve okay he made one crucial mistake which was the answer is never Trayvon Diggs on this show oh, ever. No. So yesterday y'all drafted corners and he we drafted did. Trayvon Diggs. Did he go Trayvon Diggs number one? No, no, no. I think it was his third pick. Okay. And he held serve. He did a great. He did a fantastic job, especially on very short notice. That's that is one of the the beautiful things of Caleb Pick. Yes. When when the bell rings, he always answers it. Yes. And he does it with a smile on his face. Me. I'm the most irritable person on planet Earth. So lightning strikes right before the show, and I am cattywampus. <laughs> Caleb comes in cold like, hey, what are we talking about? Nine minutes before the show starts. Got it. Got it. In. Ready to go. All right, we are ready to go here for you in the Ingalls studio. God, I didn't even think about it. My car is parked very close to where the lightning struck. It better be okay. What do Just, you think's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. It's a car. It has rubber tires. Could explode. You don't know. You don't know. You have watched entirely too many Space Bear movies. <laughs> Your car is the safest thing outside right now. It's, it's my. It, it, aside from my family, right now it is my most prized possession that I have, and thanks to Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville uh, for making that happen for me. I gotta, and they want to make it the rogue. And they want to make it happen for you. They're giving $250 extra in trade just for mentioning that you're a member of our family. Their family of ours, your family of ours, they want you to be family of theirs. Indeed. Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville. Uh, don't forget to go see him over at 629 Brevard Road. Um, all right. So, yeah, we've got uh, media days. We'll talk about that in the 4 o'clock hour. We've got two more pre-training uh, camp previews to do today. Both of teams that have uh, that that have thrown out new helmets today, the Giants uh, and the, the Giants Houston aren't Texans. new helmets. Those are not new. Those are old. They're new logos. They're not. They're new. new old logos. They're they're old and somehow now old is just good. That uniform was terrible. Why? It's still terrible because it's a rip off of ours. Oh, we did it first. You copied us. What? No. Writing your nickname on the side of the helmet? Yeah. With that, that little line. We put a little little air stream thing on it. And we're the Jets. Mm-hmm. It makes sense for us. It doesn't make a lick of sense for the Giants. The Giants, they're just underlining their failure this year. Like. Uh, with their <laughs> with their throwback to the nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties Giants helmets. Obviously, you know, going back from the NY on the helmet back to the Giants for at least a game. Both are reasonably terrible. And the Houston Texans unveiling their red helmets today. Everybody's excited about that, right? Well, I mean, Everybody, with that offensive line, Davis Mills is basically going to be like he's evading a bull in a in a rodeo. So I get it. Everybody ready to see Davis Mills out there on uh, whatever week that's going to be looking like a matchstick? Uh, that I had not thought of that, but now that's going to be all that I see. Now I want a, a little white tip on the top, so you know he's a strike anywhere match. Uh, anyway, so we also kick off 
something that I get excited about. Oh, goodness. Stop talking about NFL draft things. We're 50 days from the NFL season. We're less than than 50 days Mm -hmm. to the college football season. Mm -hmm. August 27th. Week zero. Let's go. So each and every day, this is going to be like two-a-days college style, but for preparation for next year's NFL draft. And and you need to know who these guys are. you got to know what to watch on Saturdays. Over Outside the- of the four teams I said yesterday, if you pull for any team that's not Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, or USC, you don't really have a whole lot of reason to watch college football this year. Unless you're just going to get giddy about playing in the Citrus Bowl. Mm-hmm. Which, or the Peach Bowl. Which hey, some, some programs do. For Florida State, I just hope we play in a bowl. I don't really care what the noun is. I don't think you should. The I don't Tax think, Slayer I don't bowl. think you should really want to coach in a, or, or, or play in a bowl this year. I mean, are you not done with the Mike Norvell thing? No. No? He's you, doing stuff. You feel like that's... He's doing stuff. Okay. We're just sitting around waiting for the day that we still Shane Beamer from South Carolina. Aha. Uh-huh. Who's out there just doing social media things, making South Carolina more attractive by the hour? But wait, it was two days ago you were talking about Deion Sanders. That's fine. Don't I'm, I'm think, good with that, too. Yeah, but don't you think that that's the more likely move? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay. All right. I, I mean, I would be rude. I don't me. care. which. I, frankly, anybody that gets us back to a bowl, I don't care who it is. Bring back Jimbo Fisher. We, we can mend fences. It's fine. <laughs> and that's saying a lot coming from Jeremy Green, who hates Jimbo Fisher with a passion today on the daily draft coming up in the third hour of the program we will be drafting linebackers in the nfl could be fun obviously i got my eyes set on one uh, i mean i know who your first pick is i don't care if you have the first pick or not because <laughs> i'm not taking your guy excellent well, that's, that's yeah, I mean, I know who your first pick is regardless of how this goes. That's great news for me. Uh, we'll draft linebackers in the daily draft coming up in the third hour. Again, Giants and the Texans will be our pre-training camp previews. Jeremy will have two college profiles each and every show from now to the start of college football season, which by his count, we have 25 shows. We have 25 shows. There's 50 players. Math. So the two-a-days will begin. We'll do those at the end of each of the first two hours of the program. we got to chew on that from Caleb Peak, and uh, we'll get into all the weird stuff, the outside and all that. It, oh, I have a bunch of non-sports-related things. that I have two fast-food-related stories today, which is, which is strange. What are you trying to say? You might be a little hungry over there. No, no, it's just... It's it's weird that, you know, crimes and weird both center around fast food chains. Interesting. So anyway, we'll have those stories coming up for you later on in the program. Uh, first off, the... What? First off, the um, NFL, or the uh, ESPN, did a ranking of the NFL's... Excuse me. Are you dying? I think I am. I, I, I mean, at you this do, point, I'm do, afraid I'm going to be doing the show by myself again. You do your thing. I'm choking on something. Tank's going to die. Uh, and, and ESPN did a ranking of the 32 NFL teams according to the, their future prospects. And it may be the single stupidest list I have ever seen in my life. 
This was the the cover story of ESPN.com, and no one has raked them over hot coals over, uh, over it. So after the break, we're going to do exactly that. At Ingles, we're all in for summer. Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the water, or hitting the golf ball, we have everything you need for the perfect picnic, the greatest grill out, and the best beach vacation. We know that the mountains are calling, the open road awaits, and that pool party is ready to rock. So head on over to Ingles and stock up on all the goodies to get you through your summer of freedom. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times. And that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. As I was trying to say going into the break there, uh, ESPN did a ranking of the futures of NFL teams over the next three years. And it may be the single stupidest list in the history of the NFL. Well, it's like any list. I mean, you're going to get, you'll, you'll get a few of them right. And then I think there's just something you're just trying to be too spicy with your takes. No, you're being lazy. There's, there's a difference. I came across an article earlier from Matt Bowen, who I think is a phenomenal analyst. Five college football players that should be on your fantasy roster for, or, or on your fantasy radar for next year. Yeah. It was Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Michael Mayer, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and Bajon Robinson. Every guy just said it's a top 10 pick next year. Mm-hmm. Real spicy, Matt. I, I mean, gr- good for you. <laughs> I, I am glad you took the time to type that out. I mean, In other breaking news, water's wet. Today's Wednesday. I mean, not even trying to go out on a limb and uh, adding in, you know, maybe two of the guys that uh, Jeremy's going to preview for the next draft class uh, coming up uh, yeah, later little, in the hour. Mine's a little spicier. Yeah. Okay. These are guys that, uh, you know, your, your eight-year-old doesn't know who they are. Right. Well, the uh, overall number one team with the best prospects over the next three years Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Oh, yes, with uh, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and company. They're number one. Best outlook over the next three years. Don't have a problem with that. Oh, you shouldn't, because that's the right answer. Is it? Yeah, 100% it is. 100% it is. Uh, who are you going to take ahead of them? Kansas City Chiefs, who have a $94 bajillion quarterback mm-hmm. and no weapons. Mm-hmm. Their coach is a billion and a half years old. No, I don't think so. Who's two on the list, by the way. Which is stupid. Which, the well, LA Chargers should be two. And they should be very, very close to Buffalo. I, I mean, three years is a short window. No, it's not. Three years in the NFL is a, 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 an eternity. And it turned You're a Super Bowl. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a Super Bowl contender right now. Three yes. years from now, they might be contending for the number one pick in the draft. Oh, absolutely. No doubt about it. Which is even more of a head scratcher because on this list, the, Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come in at eight. Yeah, that's stupid. That, dumb, 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 the dumb, dumb. Without a quarterback. That's, that's the problem. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to be 
in the discussion as long they'll be contenders as long as Patrick Mahomes is around. As long as Andy Reid's still the coach, they're going to be highly touted each and every year. So I I, I mean I get that. Plus they have some young players. They've drafted pretty well over the last couple of years. So I I can get that. What? You've drafted pretty well over the last few years. Well, they landed two offensive linemen last year that are going to be cornerstones of their offense. Oh, you're talking about the Chargers. No, I'm talking about the Chiefs. Oh, sorry. I, I thought you were still on your bucks. I was no. like, uh, did, or, did you get hammered before the no, show? No, I'm talking about the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs are fine. I, had no pro- I don't have any problem with the Chiefs. I have a problem with all these old rosters that – Somehow you're not getting this. The New England Patriots. How are you 13? Did the person writing this story, does he work for New England? Because outside of that, it doesn't make a lick of sense. Yeah, but as long as you still have Bill Belichick. Who's 70. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations. You have a 70-year-old quarterback or a coach, which is what you're clinging to. Overall roster, you're 22. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, I think that's actually being generous. The Cincinnati Bengals. Being ranked sixth on this list feels off to me. They should be in the top five, right? Well, I, the, the the criteria here was overall roster, your quarterback, coaching, recent draft success, and your front office. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody. I mean, I would make the argument that nobody's had better draft success than the Cincinnati Bengals. On Joe Burrow, who they took at one. And Jamar Chase. My cat could have drafted Joe Burrow at one. I mean, that's, I don't, there are just some times that I look at people and what they gauge to be draft success. Mm -hmm. You took a generational quarterback that had the greatest year in the history of college football at one bully on you. I'm going to use the old Bill Tobin line. My postman could have done that. He doesn't even have Sunday ticket. (laughs) They've done fine. I just, they've got them, their coaching staff at 11 in the league. That feels obnoxiously high. Like, ridiculous. I mean, this is, you're talking about a coach that we were talking about firing a year ago. Mm-hmm. I get that you had a magical year. Good for you. I just feel like that's high. I didn't really have a problem with this, Cincinnati. I didn't have a problem team. with any of the young teams. I had a problem with the old vet rosters. Okay. The Pittsburgh Steelers. You should be in the bottom five of this list. Mm-hmm. And it's to me, it's not even debatable. And if you don't factor in Mike Tomlin for more than one of five criteria, it might be lower than that. The roster's not good. It's fine. Say you're in the middle of the NFL. Quarterback, you're in the bottom five of the league. Mm -hmm. You haven't drafted well at all outside of receiver, which you do that well, good for you. And then your front office. Front office and coaching are good, but they didn't even give me any credit for that. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't get that. I don't get that. I also don't get how my New York Jets are the worst team in the AFC East. They're the youngest roster in the NFL. Yeah, but you're still the Jets. There's no criteria for that. There's no are you the Jets in the criteria. No, but it's all it's automatically assumed. It's automatically assumed. The New York Jets, yeah, okay, so they've got a young roster. They've got all these star players. but Star young players. Yeah, but it's also in three years, are they going to be contenders? I think so. And I don't feel like I'm being a homer on that. Okay. 
I mean, look, they have literally a young star at every position. Yes. We hope with Zach Wilson, the rest of them, I don't think it's a hope. And I think that's the that's the one thing that holds you back is Zach Wilson. There's still so much unknown and about see, I what he's going to be. I would have agreed with that, except for the fact that ESPN put them at 21. Quarterbacks are 21. There are 11 teams behind Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't understand what you're faulting us on then. Well, Robert Sala wasn't good last year. They could have had Bill Walsh, Bill Parcells, and Bill Belichick coaching this team last year. It wouldn't have mattered. All right. And that's just, that's where I run afoul of these lists. If you're you're talking about for this year, that's fine. Do your power ranking say it's this year. Because you could have taken the name off of this. Said that this was, these these are our power rankings for this year. I would have had no qualm. Mm -hmm. No qualm whatsoever. Carolina would have been too low. They're at 31. I don't think they're that bad. Other than that, Patriots too high. At thirteen for this year, they're yeah. too high. But I just expect that to happen. It's when you throw in this is a future thing, but then you take none of that into account. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. It's the slowest news day of the year, but if you're going to do something, at least do it correctly. So who else? Are, who else were you upset about where they were placed? Seattle Seahawks. They're thirty-two, and it's not close. They're 32, and it's not even close. You tell me what's the, what the benefit of that team is. Mm-hmm. You have the worst quarterback situation I've ever seen going into a season. Your, co- your head coach is 71 years old. Your front office is borderline clueless. Your roster's not talented. And you haven't drafted well. By the way, they had them as the seventh best drafting team in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did we just throw darts at a board? Like, oh, Seattle's at seven. <laughs> Maybe it's the draft guy in me. If that's the worst drafting team in the league, what are they giving them points for? I have no idea. Jordan Brooks. They took we, we, they took Rashad Penny, and after four years, he finally could play dead in the Western. Right. Jordan Brooks. That's the best pick that they've made in the last three years. And, and he's a fine player. He, mm-hmm. I, I could very easily see him being selected in our daily draft at the top of the five o'clock hour. But this is what I'm saying. Like they haven't. And at then, first, they haven't had draft capital largely to begin with over the last two years and you hit one yeah that's kind of my point that'd be like saying new england is the fifth best drafting team in the league are we talking about xfl rankings i mean because they would have drafted the best team in an xfl in the xfl right but that's insane to me i mean other teams to note here they've got the las vegas raiders down at 18 I, I have an idea, and we're doing this live because we got a little thrown off by uh, the power outage. Yeah, yeah the uh, the fact that Thor, God of Thunder, smashed his hammer on the roof of this place threw us off a little bit. Mm-hmm. I say you and I do a, a, a blind draw on this. A blind Same criteria. Draw. Over the over the course of the night, we reconvene tomorrow. Okay, and we show what this list should actually look like. Okay. We'll combine your rankings with mine, and I guarantee you our list is better than theirs. Okay. We will do that tomorrow. It is decided. Yes. A gentleman's agreement. Huzzah! So look forward to that tomorrow on the program, the sportsocracy. Uh, What the real power ranking for the next three years on NFL Futures uh, should be. Coming up next, we'll get just a bit outside. We'll have uh, your chew on that segment for the day 
as well. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. It is the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Always coming to you from the Ingalls studio. And it's time to get just a bit outside. Uh, Jeremy, are you a big fan of sports documentaries? I'm a fan of anything documentaries. All document. I know. I know you're all about serial killers. Oh, and, yeah. and stuff. Oh, like if somebody that. died, I need to know everything. I need to talk to the dog walker. I need to. I need to be in the mind of the detective that solved it. Sports. It depends. I feel like the the dumber the topic it is, mm-hmm. the more likely I am to be interested in it. Well, I have the uh, documentary for you coming to Netflix soon. It's called The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. It's a two-part documentary series on Netflix about Manti Teo's girlfriend. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. I, how long are these episodes? I mean, is this like a, is this like a YouTube short? We're going to talk about it for two minutes? Oh, no. This is full on, like, talking to everybody who who was in the know the ins and outs of how big the story became back in 2013 remember manti teal was telling the media that he had lost his grandmother and his girlfriend on the same night that his girlfriend had died of leukemia and he was in love with this person and he was going to spend the rest of his life with this person and then it turns out he never even met her nope he was the victim of a catfish. He was hoax. the original catfish. I don't know about original. Him and the guy that started that show on MTV. They were the original catfish. I was going to say, wasn't the TV show out before all of this happened? No. Oh. The mo- I think the movie was in development. Because that's how the, the television show came about. The guy that did the television show did a documentary that won in like some film festival okay. about his love affair with this person that was not the person he thought it was. <laughs> right. So the girlfriend who didn't exist is coming to Netflix. It's the uh, story of Lene Kakua, who did not exist, who was a creation of Naya Tuiasasopo, who at the time was Ronaya, but now is a transgender woman named Naya Tuiasasopo, because apparently Naya was in love with Manti but didn't know how to handle that, and so she she just made up somebody. Okay, 
<laughs> I, I, I'm going to be really honest. There are a handful of things in life that I have never understood how people fall for. Catfish. Mm-hmm. FaceTime me. One time. Oh, we've been doing this for six months and you refuse? Fake news. It's really not that hard. Oh, I've never so. understood how people fall for scams in Facebook Messenger. If I had a dollar for every time somebody said, send me your cash app, I'm feeling generous, and blocked. Right. Like, at least be creative about it. If you're going to do crimes, don't do the same crime that people have done 40,000 times. It's going to be the story of Manti Teow and one of the greatest senior seasons we've ever seen from a defensive player in college football history. Remember, he was like the runner-up for the Heisman Trophy that year behind Johnny Manziel. And him dealing with the pain of losing a girlfriend, but then the story comes out. Well, I think it was like Bleacher Report or Barstool or somebody got a hold of the Deadspin. It was dead. It was the last good thing Deadspin ever did. Uh, yeah. As they got a- Deadspin dead died. Uh, they got a hold of this and found out that no, it wasn't actually a real person. And Manti's been lying about this the entire time because he had told his family that he had met this person and he never did. And he's, he says in the documentary, the little shorts that have been released from the documentary that he didn't want to seem like a weirdo. It, so, it, it ended so much worse than that. Right. So I actually have advanced copy of a quote from this documentary. Okay. It's from Manti Teo's girlfriend. <laughs> Would you like, Would to, hear you like it again? to hear it again? Oh my gosh. Radio silence. Uh, the documentary is apparently going to drop on Netflix August the 16th. I greatly respect smart marketing maneuvers. Mm-hmm. And there has recently been one that might be the smartest that I've ever seen. Major League Baseball will allow teams to wear sponsored patches on their jerseys for the first time in 2023. Okay. The San Diego Padres just booked a deal with Motorola, which I was today years old when I found out that was still a company because I had no idea, Mm -mm. which is sad because I used to work very highly in Verizon. But apparently... Another company has seen this and gone, this is the perfect opportunity for us. It's an adult live stream server. I'm not going to say the name because I know why you did this and I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. An adult live stream Mm -hmm. server. Okay. They offered the New York Yankees $20 million to become their exclusive patch sponsor. The vice president of this company, his name is Max Bennett because of course it had an X in it. We want to expand the visibility of this service across the globe, and we know the patch will be one of the most visible assets for one of the most popular clubs in sports. Is it going to look like, uh, or, or would it look like uh, the girl on the mud flaps that the uh, that the truckers drive around? Like, Possibly. Who knows? who knows? Now, here's why this is such a brilliant marketing scheme. This company does not have twenty million dollars. <laughs> There's no doubt in my so mind. So they just made the they offer. They do not have $20 million. They offered this 
so that people like us would do this story because it's funny. Mm -hmm. And you would put out the name of this server, and then people at their desk or people at their home would type it in and go, I wonder what this is. And it would be the most viral free marketing campaign ever. Right. Well, here's the problem with that. There are enough people like me that we understand marketing things. That's what my background's in. So you didn't fool me for not one second. So I'm not giving you the satisfaction. But I will give your flower give you your flowers for a little creativity. Right. Twenty million dollars to have a patch on the Yankee uniforms and you don't even have the money. Now here's my question. I, I actually think this company has joined into our YouTube chat a few times. <laughs> About four of them yesterday. Those get really annoying to block. Just throwing that out there. Here's my question. There's no doubt Major League Baseball would not have allowed this to Absolutely happen. Absolutely not. But uh-huh. Does it make me cynical that if I had been in uh, on the marketing team for the Yankees, I would have heard this and gone, done. Show me the money! No. And then sued them for every dollar they were worth? No. Because this is totally illegal. You understand that, right? This is a bait and switch. This is oh, yeah. 100% of felonious action. Yeah, give, offering $20 million for a sponsorship that you don't have $20 million to pay for. I get that. Yeah. And see, for me, I I like to see the world burn. So I'd have been like, okay, let's do it. Right, let's do it. Let's do it. Come on. Show me the money. And no, and no checks. Yeah, no, We're not taking checks. Yeah, no Major League Baseball would never allow that to happen. But we just, argue we just, that they should. No, you no. First off, the New York Yankees, I don't think, would ever do it. I mean, we're talking about oh, one I, of the I, most... I disagree with you. Oh, come on. Oh, I completely disagree with you. They don't even allow their guys to have facial hair. Mm-hmm. So you think that they're just going to embrace a strip the club Diego, or whatever this was? Well, the, that's not exactly what this was. Although, I, I could see the merit of... Never mind. Right, they're not coming out with like cheetahs patches or something. No! I, I'm saying the Yankees will 100% have a sponsor for this. Oh, I, I agree. You're, you're not turning but down. No. If the Padres are getting $10 million, the Yankees are going to get 50 At least. I would say at least. It might be more than that. But you're getting it from a Liberty Mutual oh, or yeah. a, you know New York Life or somebody like that. You're not You're not going out and you're, getting You're going to the- get Limu Emu, not Cinnamon and Candy. That's <laughs> not how that's going to work. Right. No, the internet spank bank is not getting the patch on a Yankees uniform. Although I will say, the Oakland Athletics, yours is probably more in the wheelhouse of a service like this because theirs is worth what, about $9? Something like that. So the 14 people that come to your stadium can see it? 12 grand. Sold. You can actually give each individual fan in the stadium tickets. Like, Dave, got your tickets. They might actually have just rotating patches. Like everybody, every A's fan gets to have their name on the jersey at some well, point. Well, they'll put the five deep just so when the top company goes bankrupt, they, all right. Yeah, they, good. They, they 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 do it like they do the uh, you know the 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 commemorative bricks that you can buy to, on the walkway up to the stadium. Like you pay a hundred dollars and you get your name on the jersey for a game. I can see the A's just going Qualcomm. Does that still exist? <laughs> Enron? Anybody heard from Enron in a while? You, you better be careful. They may exist. Qualcomm might. I know I lost a boatload of money on them at one point, so uh, that's the reason it was the first company that came to mind. Interesting. Interesting. 
Uh, all right, it's time for a little in-depth piece. Last night was a big night in Major League Baseball. No, we're not talking about the Home Run Derby. The Home Run Derby was fantastic. Though I'm still night. angry that they didn't stage a tie so we could have ended this in a Home Run Derby that nobody knew was coming until the day of the game. That that was an interesting wrinkle. Oh, yeah, day of the game. We changed everything. Right. And we did it like six months ago. You just didn't notice it. The Major League Baseball All-Star Game was last night, and uh, guess who got a kick out of it? Yep, it's Caleb Peak. It's time for something to chew on, brought to you by Angles Supermarkets. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy, let me help you. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes... Now you look like a pro. ...are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls. All the ingredients for family. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. All right, so technical difficulties with the chew on that. We'll have that coming up for you later on in the program. Uh, apparently, the lightning strike had some larger effects outside indeed, of the room. Than, indeed. Uh, see, we're kind of concealed in here, so we can't see everything on the other side. Indeed. So we'll have that coming up for you later on in the program. So let's uh, let let's let's hit another uh, training camp preview here for the New York Giants. The New York Giants. Look, I still feel like this team needs needs to be in the hunt for Jimmy Garoppolo. I get that that hasn't been the focus. They they've you know Brian Dable since he took over the job, he's been talking about well Daniel Jones and we give him the shot. But I think this team, if they you know want to make any noise this year, no, they're not going to. I mean, they well, could. with Jimmy, with, okay, with Jimmy Garoppolo, where, where, where you said six and eleven, woo. <laughs> why would you do that? that that makes absolutely zero sense because i mean he could be the guy moving forward if he comes in and has a good season then hey we've got our guy for the next few years so here will be my question why would i do that i'm going into the best quarterback draft in the last 10 years minimum mm-hmm. i mean it, it if it lives up to its hype right in terms of the hype of it it's the best class since 2018 but the which chances, by the way elicited two mvps but the chances of that actually happening are slim to none that it's that good of a class the chances I mean, right, that a class that speaking, has eight eight prospects that are worth talking about in the first round 
you're telling me that the chances are not great that four of those are going to be as good as advertised. Yeah. There, there are three in the top five right now. Mm-hmm. Will Levis is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo will ever think of being, as is C.J. Stroud, is, as is Bryce Young. So why would I bypass that to pay Jimmy Garoppolo $25 million? Even if he stays on the bottom end of the, the quarterback spectrum, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo at $25 million or Will Levis at six? That's not a hard decision. And this team's that bad. So they so you you feel like this is a four win team. They will be in the discussion for one of those top three picks. Yes. Okay. I don't think they're as bad as Seattle. I don't think they're as bad as the Atlanta Falcons. But I think this is a plan. There are bloated contracts on this team. If they could get out of Kenny Galladay right now, they'd do it. Mm-hmm. They can't. So you're just going to all right. Uh, we're, we're stuck here but there are pieces that you like mm-hmm. you know, obviously you like cave on thibodeau the the offensive line has got two bookends that you feel pretty good about interior of the line at least it's veteran enough to get through the year you're gonna see what you have in daniel jones if it's nothing you move on move on no harm no foul draft guy next year mm-hmm. the garoppolo thing makes zero sense to me really but but i'm just not a fan of that I, i'm th- the way this league works for you to be for you to build the roster to get good enough to be a contender name me the team that's doing that that didn't draft the quarterback that they're building with Tampa Bay Mm -hmm. but they built a roster for Jameis Winston when the time came to pay him they paid Tom Brady Mm -hmm. there's not another team out there there's another quarterback out there like that Jimmy Garoppolo is not that guy no he was a stalwart for a very talented franchise. This is not a very talented franchise. This is a franchise that has a coach that I believe in exponentially more than the average first-time head coach. And I've watched him take a quarterback like Will Levis and turn him into an MVP caliber player. That's a marriage that I cannot get away from. Now, is that because I've seen it and the two remind me of each other? Yes, it is. I also look at Brian Daybolt, who, oh, by the way, coached for my team for quite some time. Mm-hmm. He didn't actually become a head coaching candidate until he hooked up with Josh Allen. And why is that? Because Josh Allen fit his offense perfectly. Mm-hmm. So if I can if I can find a doppelganger of him, even if he's 70% of what Josh Allen is, I'm in better shape than I would be with any other quarterback I can have. Okay. So I'll go in here and bang my head uh, against the wall with Danny Dimes for a year and then go, yeah, that was that was old Dave Gettleman. Aren't you glad he's gone? Watch what we can do now. Okay. Who's the best player for this team? Who do you think it, that we will come out of the 2022 season going, that's the guy for the future with the New York Giants? I have two answers to that, and they both play the same position. Okay. Kadarius Tony's one. Hmm. I still think he's a special talent with ball in his hand. And you know I'm going to make the homer selection here. Mm-hmm. It's Wondell Robinson. Wondell Robinson. He's a modern NFL player. Yeah. He can do multiple things. He takes some of the pressure off Saquon Barkley. I think the line is good. The defense has pieces. Now, in the back half, you are going to get eviscerated over the course of this year. Mm-hmm. Can you name me the two starting corners on this team right now? No. Adoree, Adoree Jackson's Jackson. one. Yeah. 
Cordell Flott is the other. I think he weighs about 155 pounds. Right. You are going to get absolutely drug. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to get to see if you progress over the course of the year. That's what this year is for teams like this. If you can get in that mindset of, I'm trying out a Cordell Flott to see if he can play on the outside, or am I going to be forced to play him in the slot, which a lot of people thought he would. Is Kayvon Thibodeau the head case that people made him out to be, or did we steal the best player in this draft? That That's how you get better. Mm-hmm. Think about the best teams in the league. The LA Rams were a disaster. Now, you wind up with Jared Goff, you give up all kinds of draft picks, you build the team, you draft well, you move on to Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford's an elite quarterback. This is how teams are built in this league. You need that four-year window on a rookie deal and then that option year where, yes, they're getting paid, but it's $18 million, mm-hmm. $22 million, 30 if they've been an all-pro. You don't chase, we could have Jimmy Garoppolo. No, you take Tyrod Taylor for five. If this goes completely sideways and Daniel Jones is just an abject disaster, Josh Rosen level bad. We can throw in Tyrod to see what we've got around him. All right, here's the question. Is he, though? Is Daniel Jones that guy? Is he that? Is he as bad as fans make him out to be? No. I would agree with that. No. And my curiosity, and I can tell you this is one of the curiosities of Brian Dable when he took this job. Can, he, can I use his mobility? He's not as big as Josh Allen. He's every bit as mobile. Mm-hmm. He has little, little, skit, skit. Kenny Pickett hands, which leads to a lot of fumbles and problems like that. But can I put him in a situation where we lean on the ground game? That's why you bring in a Matt Breda to take off some of the workload on Saquon Barkley. Can we do those things? Can we identify a couple weapons, see what combination of the line works? I think everybody in that building knows exactly how this is going to go with Daniel Jones, and they're okay with it. Mm -hmm. It would be one thing if you were going into a year like this, where it was Sam Howell that people compared to Baker Mayfield. Or Matt Corral, who had off-the-field issues. Malik Willis, who I've never seen read an NFL defense. That's not what we're walking into. You're walking into a draft that could have five quarterbacks go in the top ten. Mm-hmm. And that's not me being spicy. I'm already done with quarterbacks. Now, obviously, I'll have to evaluate the film this year, and that will change my, graph, my grade at the end of the year. There's that much talent here. So, I don't care. If Daniel Jones is a disaster, great. I'll be 5-12, and 12 and I'll be picking six. I won't get the, the the top two because I don't really see a way that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud don't go in the top three. Mm-hmm. I'll get the next tier. I'll get Will Levis. I'll get Phil Jakovic, Tyler Van Dyke, and that gives you hope. It's a young quarterback. I can put the pieces around him and figure out what he is. But I think there's more pieces on this team than people make it out to be. I would agree with that. I, I feel like they have – talent on the team that future ranking list we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. they have the giants at 29 in overall roster i don't agree with that i don't either i don't either i think it's too low mm-hmm. i mean i look at the atlanta I mean, falcons not, it, that it, you could literally throw a, 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 a i'm trying to think of one of those usfl teams a michigan general sticker on the atlanta falcons and i'd buy it i'd believe that is a usfl team right this team's not there you have young pieces that you're seeing what they are You've drafted, I'm going to say reasonably well. You've had some ugly misses. Mm-hmm. But you've also taken guys that fell in your lap. Uh, Aziz Ojolari, uh, he should not have been there. Right. He was talented enough that he shouldn't have been there when you took him. 
So you've made that work. I call the New York Giants the Frankenstein of the NFL because I've never really understood what the what the plan was. But if you take this at brass tacks, five most important positions on an NFL team. Quarterback, two outside tackles, two edge rushers. They have four of those five things, potentially. Mm-hmm. I think I know what Evan Neal is. I feel pretty confident that Andrew Thomas is he, he can play tackle in this league. I, I can't tell you if it's on the left side or the right. And I look at Ojalari and, and Kayvon Thibodeau and go, that's those are probably two guys that can be edge rushers in this league. Mm-hmm. Everything else is it, it becomes window dressing from there. You've done not the hardest part. The quarterback's the hardest part. You've done the next hardest part. Now it's just filling in holes. It's like patching drywall. All right, there's a hole in that wall. All right, we'll get out the stucco. We need some receivers. And I would be remiss if we talked about the New York Giants, and I didn't say this. I don't know what Sterling Shepard did to who in this organization, but for the love of God, throw him the damn ball! (laughs) That's the most – he is the most shaded receiver I think I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Now, he lives hurt, so I I do get that. But still talented. Yeah. A lot of injuries on this team over the years. Daniel Jones was an awful pick. It, it was an awful pick when it when it happened, and it hasn't manifested into anything for the New York Giants. So maybe maybe you're right. Maybe they maybe they should just stand pat with what they have. Get the best possible draft pick next year. Worry about the quarterback then. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, ninety-two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, and fourteen hundred. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com. Don't forget to click on the live video link. Hit the subscribe button on the YouTube page, and you can join us in the chat. You can join the House of Reprehensibles, and you can vote in our daily polls and all of that. Uh, right there on the YouTube stream. Brought to you by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. We are live in the Ingalls studio as always. And, uh, you know, no offense to to you, Jeremy, but I always look forward to the moment, or at least over the last week and a half, where I can leave the Ingalls studio and go get in my brand-new certified used car from Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Go check them out at 629 uh, Brevard Road, and uh, tell them that we sent you when you go to buy your car there because, of course, I mean, who else are you going to go buy a car from? And they'll give you $250 extra on your trade just for mentioning that you heard about them from us because they're our family. You are too, and they want to, uh, us all to be a nice, happy family. Today was the opening of uh, Media Days for the SEC and the ACC. We'll get to that in just a moment, but as you heard in the Sports Center update there at the top of the hour, uh, they have uh, now given the agent of Jimmy Garoppolo permission to seek a trade, and there was also a report out earlier today that he will be fully cleared to participate in football activities come the middle of next month. So it begs the question, what's going to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo? 
What question do I always ask when these things come out? Who wants you to know? Who wants you to know? And it's San Francisco. Mm -hmm. This premise that he's going to just stay on the roster doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Because you've given up a lot of draft capital to make sure that that you secured the, the franchise quarterback. And much like I said with the New York Giants in the last segment, when you have the quarterback on the rookie deal, it does not make sense to keep Jimmy Garoppolo around for any longer than you have to. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you have to eat half of his salary. And the longer you wait, there's this misnomer. Well, a starter could go down in camp, and they would ju- then they would be all over Jimmy Garoppolo. Do me a favor. Name me who that quarterback is. I hear this narrative constantly. Joe Burrow. Wouldn't chase Jimmy Garoppolo. You wouldn't chase Jimmy Garoppolo. Why in the world? First of all, how are you going to do it? Because you don't have any money. Mm-hmm. There's one team in the league that can deal with that entire contract, and it's Cleveland Browns, and they're not going to touch this either. Mm-hmm. So why would you do that? He has to come in and learn the entire playbook. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If you want to be, who a was kid. the? All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna test your merit here. Okay. Who was the last quarterback of this stature that was traded in camp to replace a quarterback that got hurt? Oh gosh, I can't. I, I don't know. It was Sam Bradford. Do you remember how that went? Do you remember Sam Bradford with Minnesota mm, Vikings? I don't really. It know. was pretty horrible. Pretty horrible because you had a mediocre quarterback that did not know the system, had no comfort in the system whatsoever, Mm -hmm. and it was an abject disaster. Jimmy Garoppolo much better than Sam Bradford, though, right? Is he, though? I mean, I would say Is he, though? They're mid-tier NFL quarterbacks. Bradford was always killed because of the excised expectations, and he was the last quarterback to get the ridiculous deal just because he went number one. Mm Mm-hmm. There's not really that much difference between the two. And if you're telling me that you – I'll use your Cincinnati example. Yep. Joe Burrow goes down, you're doomed anyway. Joe Burrow goes down, you're doomed anyway. Mm-hmm. That's what makes your team. Pat Mahomes goes down with the Kansas City Chiefs, you're doomed anyway. Chasing Jimmy Garoppolo, you're just setting yourself up for failure. But I will maintain there are two teams that make logical sense for Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. For two completely different reasons okay one of them neither one of them does he have to start right away and i'm sure he doesn't have a lot of interest in being a backup quarterback well you may not have a choice Mm -hmm. may not have a choice well i mean we've been over this time and time again and where what is the spot where jimmy garoppolo would be a starter if he was picked up by that team anyway philadelphia Eagles. it would be really it wouldn't be a starter right off the bat but if Jalen Hurts, with all the money they've invested, if that team jumps out to a one and three start or a two and three start or anything that's not, hey, we're on a path to win the division, mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo becomes an attractive option. But, but what about Gardner Minshew? Stop. I love him too. All right. The, 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 the cattle shirt with the big belt buckle is, is a good look with the mullet. Uh huh. And an NFL quarterback. And every team in the NFL knows that. So the Philadelphia Eagles. And there's one more that this was floated to me by somebody that's quite in the know about this. And the more I've thought about it, the more I've gone, 
Ha. That's not a terrible idea. Okay. The New York Jets. Seems ridiculous. Already knows the system. But again. This is the exact same system that he came out of. Do but, you feel better if Zach got banged up? Do you feel better with Jimmy Garoppolo or Joe Falco? I'm going to ask you the same thing. Or the legend of Mike White. I'm going to ask you the same thing that you asked me when I mentioned the New York Giants as a possibility. Uh, there's Why one would you do that? Expectations. Okay, nobody has any expectations for the Jets. That's cute that you think that. Mm -hmm. They're the most bet potential Super Bowl champion in the in the league in multiple sports books. You're doing that thing again that I caution you on. New York sports fans, we don't tend to be very bright. Mm -hmm. You give us even because we've been just run ragged for years. Mm -hmm. So you give us just a modicum of hope and we cling on to it like grim death. Sure. Check our YouTube comments one day. We got a slew of Jets fans that listen to us. I am a Jets fan. The minute I say anything negative, I get crushed. Because, oh, we're, we're so much better now. Yeah, you are. And if Zach Wilson's not exactly what you plan on him being, if something happens to him, if he gets abducted by space aliens, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm talking three and 14 in trouble. And now Joe D's job's on the line. Now Robert Sala looks like an idiot. There's a big difference between your second year as a head coach and your first year. Brian Dayball has been here for an hour. He's still cleaning up the mess that the previous regime made. Robert Sala's not doing that. Mm -hmm. You go three and 14 with this team. Watch how loud this gets. He can't do it. He's not the guy. We should never have hired a defensive guy. I've watched this happen. I watched it happen with Todd Bowles. I watched it happen with Herman Edwards. That's what this market does. And that was floated to me by a Jets beat writer. And I went, that's dumb. Mm -hmm. Until they said, well, what if they take half his money? What if we're on the hook for $12 million for a year? Who would you rather have Zach learning this offense from? Mike White, Joe Falco, or Jimmy Garoppolo? And that's the point where I went, Okay. So this is only that makes sense. so this is only a scenario if Zach Wilson gets hurt. No. That's this would be the backup quarterback. This is the quarterback in the room. The grand mistake I thought they made last year was having Mike White as the backup. Mm -hmm. You had to bring in Joe Flacco. You had to give up a fifth round pick to get to get Joe Flacco. Learn from your mistake. Joe Flacco's eighty seven years old. And he barely knows this offense. He knows this market because he played it under in it under Adam Gase. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean he's comfortable in his offense. Jimmy Garoppolo is comfortable in his offense. When Zach Wilson comes off the sideline, they had to bring in a coach last year that he was comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Now, there were things that went into that. Rob Calabrese getting killed in a bicycle wreck. There were a lot of things that went into that. I get it. But you have to learn from the mistake. Last year, they didn't have a sounding board for him. There, there was no quarterback for him to turn to. When things went awry, he had to go to Mike White, who had thrown as many passes in the NFL as I have. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. And having Jimmy Garoppolo could have some merit on a depressed asset. There's not a team in the league he's going to start for. I will challenge you right now to tell me who that team is. Mm -hmm. I, I can't give you one. And every day he's on that roster, what you're going to get back for him diminishes less and less and less and less. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, I thought at the outset of the offseason, Carolina would have been a good spot. But they were obviously Baker Mayfield out. and all of that. It's it's not going to happen. They were Seacrest out from I the I still gym. feel like Seattle would be a decent spot for them to go. But And you could trade him in the division if you just genuinely thought it wasn't going to burn you. Mm-hmm. But now you understand the difference with Seattle. He could ultimately be the guy in Seattle. Pete Carroll's hanging on for grim, uh, like grim death for some reason. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo could be the guy there. They could think that roster's good enough. He's got good weapons. The line's better, I think. Couldn't be much worse, so. The only other team that I look at in the NFL that go, yeah, maybe you should bring him in is Chicago Bears, but they're not doing anything. You're not doing anything to challenge Justin Fields. No, absolutely Justin not. Fields is as, fa- as fragile between the ears as a Fabergé egg. Yeah. I've been told that by two different people that mm-hmm. – came from two completely different areas of his life Mm -hmm. because the bad thing for chicago as soon as they see it go awry there they will start calling for jimmy garoppolo no doubt jets fans not so much they believe i'm telling you you you've called me crazy on this this zach wilson mom slayer thing buys him way more platitude in new york than you think oh I, i i don't doubt that but as you said jets fans go crazy they you, go crazy you go overboard. They go crazy, but you've and I understand that I'm slightly speaking out of both sides of my mouth here. But Jets fans have been looking for the next Joe Namath for 53 years. Mm-hmm. This is the closest you've ever been. Talent, I don't know. He's got a great arm, but in terms of Broadway Zach, this is the closest you've been to Joe in 53 years. Oh, no doubt. So he's going to get way more platitude than people think. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields is not that way. He can be just another tombstone in the quarterback graveyard that is the Chicago Bears. Agreed. And that's with with Garoppolo, you got to realize that there's not a ready-made spot. That old quarterback could go down in the preseason. It's a myth. It's a complete myth. It never happens, and it never happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because quarterback teams go in with quarterbacks that they feel comfortable with. If things happened, this is what we would do. Mm-hmm. Just because a quarterback is out there and available doesn't mean that he will slot into your specific team. It's what we've been trying to tell people with Cam Newton over all these years of, or over the last three years of just because Cam Newton was an MVP in this league doesn't mean that you could slot him in on any people use that argument all the time of, Oh, well, Cam Newton's definitely one of the 32 best or 64 best quarterbacks in the in, in, in the world. No, he's not. He should be on an NFL roster. But it has to make sense for you to do mm-hmm. that. It has to make sense for you to bring in a guy like Cam Newton who's going to take attention away from whoever is the star. So, like, There's a rumor circulating right now that, that Cleveland has kicked the tires on, oh, you could come in and back up Jacoby Brissett. Please stop saying that. Yeah. Every time there's an opening anywhere, Cam Newton's not a fit. All right, no. The, the, the rest of the NFL laughed at Carolina when they signed him. I'll just go ahead and tell you, I've heard that from more than one team. Mm-hmm. We laughed audibly when we saw it mm-hmm. because Cam Newton's a guy that's going to come in and he's going to take attention away from whoever you're starting. It's with. not even that. There's no talent left. You, you you are as washed up as washed up comes. Mm-hmm. That's not happening. But the, that, but, and that's but not what the, I'm saying. And is that's, that's not the case here. The the Garoppolo deal. The thing you have to understand. He's going to do, because he's going to have some say in this. San Francisco has made it very clear. We're not going to send him to a situation that's not beneficial to him. Mm-hmm. Chicago, that you mentioned, is not beneficial to him. No. 
him going into a situation where he's having to learn an offense on the fly because a quarterback got hurt, that's not beneficial to him. I, I hate to tell you this, that's setting you up for disaster because he's not that good. He's a decent enough, competent quarterback. Where he can build value is continuing to be the bridge guy. That's where you're at. Nobody's going to view Jimmy Garoppolo as a franchise quarterback outside of maybe Seattle mm-hmm. because that the, the dynamic of that team is so weird. But now if you come in and you sit behind a, whether it's a Jalen Hurts, whether it's Zach Wilson, a young quarterback, and something goes awry. With Hurts, he's bad, and they start terribly. In New York, you're just the sounding board on Wilson, and if something happens to him, you slide in there because you know the offense. That can actually build his value where he can get the next bag. So Jimmy Garoppolo, the NFL's new Ryan Fitzpatrick. Congratulations, Jimmy. Congratulations. Made him a lot of money, that's all I'm going to say. Although they have now, uh, the San Francisco 49ers have now given permission to the agent of Jimmy Garoppolo to seek a trade. And the other report today that he will be cleared medically to participate in football activities coming up the middle of next month. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. The sportsocracy. Let's open up the whole can of kick ass and kill them all. Let the paramedics sort them out. Back here in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville, YouTube, and on the iHeartRadio app. It's the it's they're getting toward the end of July, which means we've we've got back to school on the mind. Parents, you're getting ready next month to send your kids back to school. College will be uh, reconvening here pretty soon, and we we're th- got we're thirty eight days. Yeah, we got Labor Day right around the corner. The opening weekend of the college football season. Well, the the one we care about anyway. I'm sure it starts a week earlier with week zero, but mm, I mean, very few people care about Jackson State. Yeah, there's there's not a uh, when the best matchup on your schedule is Nebraska at Northwestern, uh, and you know what's funny? I'll have a double in or two on of it. Of course you will. Degenerate gambler himself. Go Huskers. He's, <laughs> he's going to have some doubloons on every game. Uh, we're uh, That's really what we're... we're that not game's really, in Dublin, too. We're not really excited about the football season. We're excited about the gambling season with Jeremy's picks coming up uh for the football year but we got sec acc media days underway 
And today, there were a couple of things that came out of uh, the opening remarks of Media Day. First off, for the ACC, Jim Phillips, the commissioner, up on the dais talking about how everything is on the table right now for the ACC. He was, you know, talking about expansion, going around college football, obviously with the big moves that the SEC and the Big Ten have made. The ACC, Jim Phillips says, look, well, we would consider expanding. And they already know it. Not that we had to put out any feelers or any reminders, but Notre Dame knows that we would love for them to join the ACC. Yeah, Notre Dame, Notre Dame heard that. They got the message, and you know what they responded with? New phone, who dis? Right. Uh, sorry, uh, you are not even in our stratosphere at this point. The SEC, obviously, in, in great uh, standings right now, getting ready to add Texas and Oklahoma very, very soon. Could be as early as next year. They've and, said that it, the, the time frame has not changed. I, I know they keep saying that. I don't believe it any more than you do. But exactly. Texas and Oklahoma are really going to spend one more year in the uh, in the Big Twelve next year. Did that did that kind of remind you of like breaking up with your girlfriend and then you just live in the same house for two years? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, where are you going? None of your business. That's where I'm going. None of your business. Go to the grocery store if you have to know. Who was it the other day? Somebody made a uh, somebody made a snide comment the other day at the Big Twelve Media Days about, hey, what what are Texas and Oklahoma still doing here? Why are we? I can't remember who it was. One of the coaches, one of the coaches in the Big Twelve made the remark. I think it might have been, uh, I'm a man, I'm forty. Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy. Yeah, mulleted man, Mike Gundy. Which one month from today, I'll be a man. I'm forty. That just dawned on me. Uh, anyway, so at the SEC media days and at the ACC as well, Jim Phillips also talking about NIL and the money that's being spent in college football. And Jim Phillips said, look, it, we, we've got to have some kind of a uh, a level playing field here. We need to make sure that everybody's still included and that whatever new NCAA regulations or whatever's going to come out of the Big Ten and the SEC being so dominant, we need to make sure everybody's still got a seat at the table. Obviously, this is cloaked speak for, oh my God, the house is on fire! Uh, I'm going to say a line that I've said on the show before, and it's comical to me that people don't understand this. Fair. The only time that the word fair should ever be used in the English lexicon mm-hmm. is that thing that shows up for two weeks of the, out of the year and it has clowns and Ferris wheels. That's it. Mm-hmm. This ain't fair. It's a direct quote from Jim Phillips today. My point is the community is best when all neighborhoods are healthy. All of them. Some will never reach $25 million or $30 million in revenue to provide to their athletics department, but that doesn't mean that they don't deserve to be a part of it, a part of the system, part of the championships at times. We're talking about different levels within Division One. We're talking about subdivisions and those types of things in the transformation committee. If we take that path, it's only going to be about football and basketball. That's shame on all of us. It is what it is. To me, that's a commissioner saying, hey, I know we're getting left behind, but we'd really like to still have a, a place in your sport. 
And, and I mean, the question is, what is that place going to be? Now, you don't have a seat at the table. It's Boise State. I mean, the, that's, the, that's what the table has been left you into. far behind. Right. That's what everybody's been turned into now. The mid-majors are no, you know, when speaking of college football, the mid-majors are no longer mid-majors. They're sub-majors. Mm-hmm. And the mid-majors now become the Boston Colleges, the North Carolinas, those who are not going to be joining or may not join. I mean, Carolina. I wouldn't still compare Boston College to North Carolina. Well, I mean, they're still not even in the same stratosphere. Oh, gosh. You just compared Kate Beckinsale and Kathy Bates. Uh, that is not a, a an apples to apples comparison. No, Kathy Bates way better of an actress. I'm going to disagree for the square. I mean, you can disagree all you want to. You're Misery wrong. still haunts my nightmares. So. Uh, and case in point, better. Yeah, actress. it still haunts my nightmares. You just like Kate Beckinsale because she looks better. Let's see. You're not wrong. But, right. But what I'm saying is it's going to and be got, these schools that get left out of the major super conferences that are now the mid-majors. I don't think it's necessarily going to be that drastic. The, the, the problem with this has been and, and will continue to be. I heard a, a columnist for USA Today, and I, I can't remember his name or I'd give him credit for this, basically said that the division in college football is we grossly undersold one thing. The ability for the 18-year-old offensive guard to catch money. Mm-hmm. You catch money being a recruit at Texas. You can be the star at Louisiana Monroe. Nobody cares. Mm-mm. That's where we undersold this. And I'll be honest with you, I did. I told you when this NIL thing happened, this will, this will work for 150, 200 athletes a year. I undersold that by a factor of about 20. Absolutely. And I, I never thought it would get to this point. It has precipitated so much faster than I thought it would. And that's going to be what separates you. Mm-hmm. Is that? And I'll give you an example. Quinn Ewers took the bag at Ohio State. All right, so he got a million dollars that was widely reported. What Ohio State get out of that? What Ohio State get out of that? Nothing. Zero. They got exactly zero passing attempts out of that. Right. You know who can't afford to do things like that? Who's that? Uh, Jackson State that you used earlier. Mm-hmm. Louisiana Monroe that I used earlier. They, they don't have that kind of infrastructure. So Texas can do this for a fifth-string quarterback. They can do it for Arch Manning and Quinn Ewers at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you know what you can do about that? Absolutely nothing. Because fair is only an event that shows up in your town once a year for two weeks with clowns and Ferris wheels at the SEC media days, Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin, both talking about NIL, how there needs to be guidelines. There needs to be regulations. There needs to be caps on all of this after Texas tech came out and said that their, uh, consortium or what, what do they call them? What are their little donor groups that they were going to over the next couple of years, put out two and a half million dollars a year, just just giving guys money just to get them in, in, in on the rosters. And the funny thing is that that doesn't even put you, uh, that doesn't even oh, give no. you a seat at the table. Oh no. But I will say, I think there's going to be a shift and it's being spearheaded by a coach that I find to be both polarizing and very intelligent. Mm-hmm. After the break, I'll tell you what that is. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville.
If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, And there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. And as today's weird news turns, it's another another story of someone who left something that they weren't supposed to inside their luggage when taking a flight. It's a gun. No, it's not a gun. Is it drugs? It's not drugs. Hmm. But this particular item cost this Australian traveler... Eighteen hundred dollars in U.S. money. It was way more than that in Aussie dollars or whatever, like twenty four hundred Aussie dollars. But equates is that what they to, call them Aussie dollars. I think that's what it is. It's AUD. So I'm guessing Aussie dollars. Uh, so anyway, eighteen hundred U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. I don't think they call them Aussie dollars, but it's Australian dollars. Well, I mean, you know, it's that everything's Aussie. I went to Outback for lunch yesterday, so I still have the Aussie in my mind. Anyhow, $1,800 is what it cost this person in fines for what they left in their luggage. It was a half of a Subway sandwich. Wait. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay, so here's what happened. So the the woman had been traveling abroad. She had a layover in Singapore. Apparently, Singapore in their airport has a subway. So she went to the subway. She bought a foot-long sub. Well, she ate half of it and decided she was going to save the other half of it for the actual flight. Well, the problem is when she was on the flight from Singapore to Australia, she didn't eat the sandwich. But she did not declare it when it came when when her bag came through customs and they consider that to be a biosecurity threat that's dumb it's a stop it's a biosecurity threat because you're bringing produce from another country into your country oh good stop that so you have Did, to declare, does it say where the sandwich is from it's from singapore and i got that i meant what restaurant did did this person get the sandwich from from subway oh it, okay that's totally fine it, what allow and, it in a world that has jersey mics and firehouse you went to subway okay <laughs> you know what you, you earned your you earned that so she was planning to eat half the sub on the flight did not do so left it in her carry-on bag and did not declare it when she was coming through customs which was an 1800 dollars fine in u.s dollars 
the interesting part about this is she took the rap for it. She she didn't she didn't, you know, get irate and go on social media and say, Oh, how dare the Aussie government and all that kind of stuff. She took the rap for it, whatever. Subway found out about it, and they have repaid her now. Now they didn't give her the eighteen hundred dollars or the twenty four hundred uh, Australian dollars to pay the fine, but they are going to give or have already given her twenty four hundred Australian dollars in credit that she can use at Subways. So now she will never have to pay for another sub for the rest of her life. And her response, I mean, <laughs> yay, yay! Uh, I mean, it's a good move on Subways part, hundred percent. But the fact that you have to declare things like that, I mean, shredded lettuce on a Subway sandwich is something that you have to declare because it's apparently a biosecurity threat. Mm -hmm. Since it was Subway, I totally understand where they were coming from. That sounds like something that I would do. All right, I screwed it up. I'll pay it. My story sounds like something you would do. My story is about Kent Slaughter. He lives in Springfield, Missouri, and he has filed a class action lawsuit against Bass Pro Shops. Okay. And you would think this would be because maybe he got harmed using uh, an item he bought there. Sure. Or maybe he was wronged, or he slipped and fell, or something happened. Right. And you would be wrong. He's suing them because... After years of exchanging his redhead lifetime guarantee all-purpose wool socks every time they wore out, the store changed its policy in 2021. Now you have to return them after 60 days. That's all the warranty you get. It's not a lifetime. It's socks. But you're out four bucks, bro. I'll buy them for you. (laughs) First of all, if you're taking the time to exchange socks Mm -hmm. you have exponentially too much time on your hands (laughs) if you ever get in your car with a pair of disgusting foot prison adjacent sleeves (laughs) that go on your disgusting foot and you go you take these back and give me new ones Mm -hmm. because my big disgusting toe went through the end of it you are what's wrong with America. Hey, it said lifetime warranty. It On socks! Well, I, look, every little bit that you can save, I mean, it, it matters. In, this, in, the, in our YouTube comment, Stephen said, you can tell Jeremy never wears socks. That is factually accurate. Indeed. I wear sandals and I wear dress shoes that do not require socks. Mm-hmm. So, I, I do get that i also pulled this particular item up a bag of them's less than twenty dollars it's 20 bucks you're saving oh good lord 20 bucks you're saving you'll spend more than 20 dollars going to bass pro shops just in gas apparently but it's the principle of it stop if If you're gonna say lifetime warranty then that's the lifetime how did i know that you were gonna agree with us (laughs) he's suing them for like 25 grand well now see that's crazy like socks for the rest of my life then okay but i mean because you you did promise lifetime but 25 grand 
I'm sure I've bought pairs of these. I don't know that there's a lifetime guarantee. That's like buying diapers and taking them back to Walmart and going, there's already panel in them. <laughs> That's well, a Rodney Carrington joke. Well, I have to give him like, credit for you, that. If you bought soiled diapers to begin with, then yeah, that's a return policy. <sighs> Enact return policy now. All right, I'm going to ask a question. Okay. And to my knowledge, I don't think I've ever asked you this question. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. with one being just a little something wrong, the garnish is wrong. Ten being wholesale, they got your order wrong. It, yeah, they brought you the wrong food. Mm-hmm. How wrong does your order have to be in a restaurant for you to send it back? Nine and a half. That is, A, I don't believe you. Oh, 100%. I I do not. I, I don't care. Like... Unless you bring me, like, if I ordered a sirloin steak or something and it came out green, then I would go, yeah, I'm going to need another one of those. But, like, if I ask you, you know, for, I order my steaks always, medium rare, because if you do anything else, you're uh, a criminal. But you bring it out to me and it's well done, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's overcooked, but I'm going to eat it. Because I damn sure ain't sending it back. Because you don't know what's coming. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I have family that works in the restaurant business. I know what happens. Okay, let me ask that question in a different way. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I still don't fully believe your answer, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Let's say you knew nothing was going to happen to your food. Still wouldn't want to be in imposition. But you'll return socks because of a lifetime guarantee. I didn't say I would do it. You're being in position to the one at Bass Pro Shops. I didn't say I would do it. I'm just saying you I understand where he's going from. You would 100% do it. And if you look me in the eyes and tell me that you wouldn't do it, you're lying. If you told me I had a lifetime warranty on something, then I would assume lifetime warranty. But who wants a lifetime warranty on something? I don't know. I don't know. I just, okay. I mean, yes, I'm cheap, but That's I'm not that cheap. That's one of those things that you just put it on the package and go, nobody's going to read that anyway because it sucks. Mm-hmm. If you're first of all, if you're reading the package of, of socks, you may or may not be a serial killer. Like, and, and if you told me that you read it, I'm 100 percent looking at you like you have just confirmed that you are. Right. That's overboard. Absolutely. I don't read. But it's it. like if somebody said you had a lifetime warranty on your car. That's a forty thousand dollar purchase. I get it, but I mean, to him, it's uh, same thing. False advertising. If you're going to say lifetime warranty, you got to live up to it. I'm not saying he's right. I'm just saying uh, I understand where he's coming from. He is way cheaper than I am. Because, yes, I will go spend the $5 that I need to get new socks if they go, oh, we don't do that anymore. Okay. I genuinely don't believe anything you've just said, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I don't I don't want to be an imposition on anybody, so I never send food back unless there's something wrong with it. Like, That's the like, funniest part of the, the dichotomy I, between you and I. Mm-hmm. I don't mind being an imposition on anyone at all. And I don't doubt that. It does not face me in the least. However, I'm not going to take the time to do that. Mm-hmm. You can tell me you will give me every pair of socks I've ever that I will ever need for the rest of my life for five dollars. I just have to go to the same place to get them. No shot. Mm-hmm. No shot. I don't care. I will forget you said that five seconds after you said it to me. 
My wife will back me up on this. She will tell you in in the we've been together since 2005, and in the last 17 years, I think I have sent food back twice. Once because it was cold, and I was like, okay, uh, I'm not paying for a cold meal. And the second time, it was because it tasted rancid. I was like, we're not eating this. I have eaten no less than 40% of the meals of my life not in my own kitchen. And I feel like I'm underselling that. Okay. And the next time I send food back will be the first time I've sent food back. Really? You've never sent food back? I have eaten sushi that I was 99.9% sure the fish was alive in the Reagan administration. (laughs) I ate it. I have eaten a burger that I'm pretty sure was never part of a cow. Mm. There was more cow in my wallet than there was in the burger that I ate. Still ate it. Um, Really? Oh, 100%. I, I would have to genuinely think it will kill me. And I have just an absolute heck of an immune system mm-hmm. so i'm good what doesn't kill me makes me stronger right nom 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 and away i go that is the most shocking thing i have ever heard in my life i would have swore up and down jeremy was a oh this looks like it's been it's you know it's been sitting under the heat lamp too long. Mm-mm. I need a new one. I don't care if it's been sitting under the heat lamp since we started doing this show. I'll still eat it. I don't care. I don't care. It's just it, like George Carlin said, all it's doing, giving my immune system a test. Let's go. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. It's time. Now it's time for something to chew on with Caleb Peak, brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Yeah, let's go. Hey, run, Jose. Congratulations, my man. I need that ball, man. That's my first all-star here right there. In case you missed it, while I was filling in yesterday for the glorious and illustrious Tank Spencer, Jeremy asked me to make him care about the MLB All-Star game. And to be perfectly honest, it was a tough sell. While it was great to see the game return to a historic landmark like Dodger Stadium, the list of the league's best players actually competing in the game was shorter than I wanted it to be. No Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, or Max Freed. No Jordan Alvarez. No Mike Trout, for crying out loud. There were no longer any real repercussions tacked onto the game's results, like home field advantage in the World Series, as it was from 2003 to 2016. It was a game played mostly by the best baseball players in the world, but at the end of the night, it was just another game. The regular fan who watches for fun wouldn't need any encouragement to tune in. But for those who don't appreciate the game as much, or at all, my position was that the All-Star game needed more in-game gimmicks, far beyond that of a possible impromptu home run derby, should the game be tied at the end of nine. Something to spice things up for the atypical viewer who normally doesn't care. I couldn't have been more wrong. It turned out that, at least in the All-Star game, less is more as far as gimmicks and flexibility with the rules are concerned. What made the game special this year was the minimalist approach taken by both league and broadcast, and the fact that for a large chunk of the evening, players were allowed to paint their own narratives. 
I'm talking about being mic'd up, which is exactly what Jose Trevino was when he slapped his first ever All-Star game hit down the right field line in the top of the seventh. Did you hear the pure excitement in his voice? I played the clip for you just a minute ago. The first time All-Star in his fifth year of MLB action didn't hesitate to ask for the ball to add to his trophy case, which, as a member of the Yankees, could easily be just a placeholder for the commissioner's trophy at the end of the season. The elation was palpable, as evidenced by Trevino's ear-to-ear grin while standing aboard with his American League squad up by a run. And it was little humanizing moments like that all game long that finally made the All-Star game much more palatable than it's been in a long time. Like this exchange between Toronto pitcher Alec Manoa and John Smoltz during a live at-bat. You're going to strike out the side in the All-Star game? What do you want me to do it on, though? John? John, what do you want? Back foot slider, down and low. Oh, you're sexy. Here we go. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Just to clarify, Manoa went to Smoltz for guidance. The Hall of Famer and eight-time All-Star gave it to him, and Manoa responded by calling him sexy. The pitch missed low and inside, but Manoa would go on to strike out the side, becoming only the second Blue Jay in franchise history to strike out three batters in an All-Star Game appearance. The back and forth was unforced. It was natural, and it was highly memorable. And did you catch the entire half inning of mic'd up magic between Trevino and Nestor Cortez? How often do you get to listen in as the world-class pitcher and an equally as dominant catcher work through a dangerous portion of an All-Star star batting order it was tv gold and as a play-by-play guy this is hard for me to say but it was also great that joe davis and john smoltz for the most part backed out of the picture and let the stars on the field take over the broadcast after all a game like this is all about the athletes not the guys in the booth Now, of course, I realize that during a game that actually counts on the schedule, when teams become enemies again and the overall feel of the game is less Sandlot and more Saving Private Ryan, these little glimpses into a day in the life of a major leaguer won't be possible. But it's nice to see Major League Baseball making a good decision for once by allowing this type of fourth-wall interaction between players and fans. Kudos to the Fox crew for making it all happen so seamlessly. This was a rare chance to see the truly human side of baseball. Because when it's all said and done, these phenomenal athletes are people just like you and I. They're just stronger, faster, and a hell of a lot richer than us. I'm Caleb Peek. That's something to chew on. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? 
the folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy. Let me help. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like a pro. are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingles. All the ingredients for family. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. I'm back here in the Sportsocracy. And uh, so wrapping up the NIL discussion with the opening of uh, Media Days and Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin, and Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, talking about NIL. Jeremy, what what is it that you would do to handle the NIL situation? I would live by the Lane Kiffin, Lincoln Riley rule. Okay. I don't recruit high school players anymore. Oh, really? I'll let Louisiana Monroe do that. I'll let Austin P do that. I'll let, frankly, Oklahoma, s- schools that are smaller than me, Oklahoma's going to get eaten in the SEC. Is why I said that that mm-hmm. way. I'll let you do that. Look at USC, right? And we talked about this yesterday while you were gone. I think it is comical the people that are underselling that team because they are going to be two touchdown favorites in 11 of the 12 games they play. Mm-hmm. The 12th one will be against a Notre Dame team that is probably going to get beaten by 40 by Ohio State. And I'm walking in with arguably the best receiver in the nation. Without a doubt, a top five returning quarterback. And neither one of them were on my roster a year ago. I can convince my boosters to give these guys $5 million a year because I've seen it. Quinn Ewers was a hot shot prospect. He went to Ohio State and fell apart. Mm-hmm. And I have a, a a less than, I think it's a less than, or a better than zero chance that he's going to go to Texas and do the same thing. All right, so now you got two schools that have wasted money on him. Why would I do that? Why would I not take the money that I'm going to trot out across 25 high school prospects and treat my uh, the smaller, lower-level FBS and FCS schools? You're my filler system. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spot what I want and go, I need a pass rusher from here. I need a, an edge guy from here. Pass catcher here. We'll get a tight end there, a quarterback over here. I'm going to spend my money the right way. I'm going to spend it on known quantities. Mm-hmm. If I'm USC, Ole Miss, Alabama, Georgia, these known entities, why would I go into high school? Why would I take the time? To go into high schools and, and, well, maybe this kid will be great. Or maybe he'll show up here and have St. Parisian anxiety or whatever the case may be and fall apart. Why would I do that? You're my filler system now. Congratulations. You're going to see me at Louisiana Monroe more than you'll see me at any local high school. Interesting. Best bang for my buck. No. I'll let you develop them. No. This is all, and all I'm doing is playing the system as it was laid out before me. And it's an imperfect system. We all know that. I just don't think you're ever going to, as we love to say here in the sportsocracy, put the bunny back in the box. We got the third hour of the program coming your way after the Sports Center update. It'll be time for the daily draft. Jeremy and I going back and forth picking the best linebackers in the NFL. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the Sportsocracy, presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. 
It is the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, live or on demand. Don't forget, we got the uh, podcast posted up each and every day. So if you miss us here live, you can get us on demand there. You can also watch the show on demand or live on YouTube. Just go to the sportsocracy.com, click on the live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. It is uh, daily draft time here in the sportsocracy. Third hour kicks it off, uh, or we kick off the third hour with it each and every day. We've been doing these fantasy drafts of each position in the NFL uh, for, for a while now. And I feel like we're evenly split on I win one, you win one. Mm-hmm. I win one, you win one. Now, I won the last time that we were both in the studio together. So I feel like I got a chance at a winning streak here because, I, I I mean, I, do I have to count Caleb's uh, fumble of the cornerbacks yesterday as a loss for me? I mean, <laughs> I would say no. Okay, good. All right, so I'm going for a uh, winning streak here. Uh, <laughs> but... You won yesterday, so I feel like you you get first pick today. I'm okay with that. I also feel like you're saying that because you know I'm not going to take the guy that you want definitively. Mm-hmm. Are you at least willing to admit that? Oh, 100%. Okay. So, I getting the first pick, I'll treat this as though it is the gift that it was. Okay. And I'll take uh, maybe a little projection. Haven't seen as much from this guy, but what I have seen is plenty good enough for me to say he's my number one. So with my number one pick, I'm taking Micah Parsons. Oh, oh I boo-boo kiddied that one. That's okay. He was going to be, he he would have been my number one pick as well. I, I don't 100% know that I believe that, especially oh, if absolutely. you had pushed for it and I'd have said, don't make me take your guy. <laughs> And you 100% would have if I'd have taken Micah Parsons from you. Oh, absolutely. Out of sheer spite. Right. Uh, Micah Parsons, though, I mean, as much as much as I made fun of him for making the Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey comparison between himself and Trayvon Diggs, I mean, there's no doubt that this guy is the rising star of linebackers in the NFL. He had a ninety, uh, almost a 90 PFF grade last year. That's insane. Uh, it gets even more insane when I tell you he played at least 115 snaps as a left outside linebacker, right outside linebacker, left inside linebacker, right inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. He played all four spots on defense and did it for at least 115 snaps. That's insane for a rookie that didn't even play his last year in college. Tremendous player. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the five best young prospects in the league and he's one of the few that plays off ball linebacker that i actually think i'm getting more value because he can just be a straight pass rusher Mm -hmm. for me was not that hard micah parsons that's a great value great value there for uh, micah parsons especially if you take into consideration that when we started doing these drafts it was all supposed to be built around if you're starting a franchise who would these guys be feel like a second year player at number one is not a bad choice all right so my first pick for the linebackers you know i, I how much how much nepotism we're we gonna go here i mean not much immediately you're so you're not just gonna swallow the frog and go ahead and do it and no, that we no, know you're going to no because i mean there is one guy in the nfl 
that I have loved since he came into the NFL. He does not play for my team. But I feel like it's hard to name any linebacker over this guy. And it's Darius Leonard from the Indianapolis Colts. I feel like he is just a... You know, he's not the he's not the do-it-all Swiss Army knife that Micah Parsons is. No, but he's a freak of nature. And he's a hell of a field general, you know, centerpiece of that Indianapolis Colts defense. You've seen him do well in coverage. You've seen him do well with, uh, you know, stopping the run and all of this. So Darius Leonard, to me, it couldn't be anybody other than that. If you take away a few games of tape where I think he was still recovering from an ankle injury, I could have made the argument that he should have been one. Mm -hmm. He just does everything well. He forces a ton of turnovers. Tackling, sometimes he'll give up the the, the gimme, but that's the biggest knock mm-hmm. I have on him. I didn't even bat an eye when the Indianapolis Colts signed him to a $100 million extension because – to me, he is the best linebacker in the NFL. Now, coming in a close second, the best linebackers in the NFL. It is from my 2020 Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Stephen White. Look, I, I, I have said this before, and I'll continue to say it as long as he's in the NFL. He wasn't my favorite Devin in that draft. I wanted, no, but you. I wanted you Devin were Bush. Super wrong. I was super wrong. I get it, but I wanted Devin Bush. But then Devin White came onto the scene, and he has not only been an amazing player on the field. I don't care what PFF says about his coverage or his lack of coverage ability and all of that. Well, this guy is a. And you've got to be legitimately honest about that. He was mm-hmm. a disaster for the first half of last year. Yes. I, there's just no, and it was. You're looking to do too much. You have seen what you can do in this league. He's one of the best closing linebackers I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And you forgot how to do the basics. Mm-hmm. Tackling is a basic of being an off-ball linebacker. He forgot that for an extended period of time. But once he figured that out again, he was that same special linebacker. Mm-hmm. It's just he had been so bad for such a period of time in the 2021 season that the grade never recovered. He is a sideline to sideline missile, and I don't. I, I I really don't feel like there are few, there are many guys in the NFL that you can say are better than him. Pretty much at any position, he is one of the best players in the NFL. I'm not saying he's a top five player in the NFL. I'm just saying he's very there good. Ain't many. There he's ain't very many good, and he's a physical freak playing mm-hmm. a, a line, playing a linebacker position that has been devalued in the nfl as we currently sit plus he's 24 years old and not only has he been that not only has he been great on the field but he's also a a stand-up guy his story's amazing i just i love devin white so much Hmm. i knew you were going to take devin white Mm -hmm. i was hopeful that you wouldn't take darius leonard but i should have known better you should have one of my two is easy. It's the second one that's going to be tough. So I'll, I'll go ahead and swallow the frog and do the easy thing. Fred Warner is the easy decision here. Yes. Because he's the last linebacker in this scenario that does everything. 
there's not even a knock really on him. He's a do everything linebacker, which is just very rare in this league. One of the things that I went into this knowing was you were going to take Devin Smith. Mm -hmm. So I was either going to get Darius Leonard or Fred Warner, and I had mentally become perfectly okay with that. I would never take Devin Smith in anything. Devin White. Devin Smith. (laughs) God, he was the old, (laughs) terrible Jets Cowboys. Right. Devin White. I knew you were going to. Still your old Jets wounds coming back to haunt you. Yeah, a a therapist taught me how to deal with that, and every once in a while it sneaks back to the forefront. Devin Smith starring at linebacker. At quarterback for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's Kyle Brady. Sorry, I had to throw him. You don't say that name on this show. That that name is not allowed on this show. For me, there are two here. There's a possibility that one of them gets back to me. Mm -hmm. There's no possibility the one that I'm going to take comes back to me. Because he is a former member of your Georgia Bulldogs. Oh, yeah, there was no shot. I, I know, and there's a shot that the other one will, because I don't think it's who you think it is. So I'm going to take, at five, I will take Roquan Smith. Dang it. Which gives me a start of Micah Parsons, Fred Warner, Roquan Smith. I'm good with that. It's absolutely beautiful. I got four. I got three of my top four. Mm-hmm. So Devin White would have been my five. Okay. The, the beginning of last year just left a bad taste in my mind. And look, I understand he's a great player. Mm-hmm. There are very few times that I see a player go through when you have that make the splash play mentality. Mm-hmm. It tends to rear its ugly head at times, and I'm totally nitpicking between Roquan Smith and and Devin White. I will also say that Roquan has been on far inferior talented defenses to what Devin White has, and uh, the play has never really dropped off to that point. So for me, third pick. Roquan Smith. That's great. Uh, that's a hell of a trio that you've started out with there. Um, you know, I I hate to I hate to say that maybe I've been defeated already, but maybe I've been defeated already. There's one guy. If you let him get back to me, then uh, I, I will I, I will claim victory. You will celebrate just on the front four. You will celebrate. I will I will pop the champagne, take a fifth one. That's just a victory lap and call her a day. Mm-hmm. Call her a day. All right. Well, again, you know I like to focus on youth in all of these. And there's there's another guy that I just can't get away from the tackling. The 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 field vision of this guy to see everything and be in the right place at the right time is too much for me to ignore. And the fact that he's 24 years old is a guy that we've already mentioned in this program. It's Jordan Brooks. Wow. I know, I know I went a little off the board there, but there are so many linebackers in this league that are seasoned, and I'm just not I'm not starting a franchise with a 33-year-old linebacker. Wow. I I did not see that coming. All right, so I'm, I'll have to ask, how do you mentally get away from the fact that he is just god awful in coverage? I don't think he. Could, I don't think he could defend me in coverage. Sure, sure. His, he is the definition of an old school linebacker mm-hmm. that is yes. first two downs, third down. You're either going to have to send him or you're going to have to protect him. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do that every time. I'm going to send him every time. I look when it comes to linebackers. Is it important? Yes, because the league's faster and all of that. We've talked about that 
time and time again. But when it comes to linebackers, I don't I don't want my guys in coverage. I want hard-nosed line. I'm, I mean, I'm in love with the past generations of linebackers, and I feel like Jordan Brooks was cut from that cloth of old school guys, like going back to Mike Singletary. He's very throwbacky. Mm-hmm. I also, and here's where I will defend a very surprising pick that makes me feel like I'm I'm doing just, just fine. fine. Uh, but I will defend you on one thing. Mm-hmm. Do you realize he had a 43% win rate as a pass rusher last year? That's crazy. It's in a very small sample size mm-hmm. because they did not send him a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Seattle's scheme specifically last year put him in a position to fail. He is phenomenal against the run. The the metrics don't even really tell the whole tale there. Mm-hmm. So I get it. That's that is. I did not think you were going to do that, which makes me feel good because now the two that are just sit there waiting for me. Now the mm-hmm. question is, do I get one of them or do I get both of them? You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. My next pick coming up next as we draft the best linebackers in the NFL. TheSportsocracy.com. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. All right, back in the Sportsocracy for the Daily Draft as Jeremy and I go fantasy-style snake draft to draft the best at every position in the NFL, or at least that's what we've been doing for the past week and a half here. Today we're doing linebackers. Number one pick overall by Jeremy was Micah Parsons. Which I felt phenomenal about. Kudos to you. I went back-to-back with Darius Leonard and Devin White. Then he goes Fred Warner, Roquan Smith, which really just hurt my soul. I should have known you were going to do that, though. Mm -hmm. And then I threw a curveball on the last one and went with the youth movement at linebacker with Jordan Brooks. Now, my next of the back-to-backs... Here for my fourth choice in linebackers. Um, this is the point where I go, okay, now now I've got to get veterans. Now I've got to get a at least one season veteran oh, no. on my list. And it's a guy that, Jeremy, you and I have talked about a lot. He's one of the most underrated players in the entire NFL. I've made an error in judgment. And he is a former member of your New York Jets. Yep, we let him get away twice. Current member of the New Orleans Saints, Demario Davis. I say this about a lot of linebackers in the NFL, and every time I say it, Jeremy tells me, oh, it doesn't matter. Dude's a tackle monster. And that's and I love I I, I love the tackle stat. I get that it doesn't matter a whole lot. Like no, you, it's you grossly can't, overrated. You can't look at like Zach Cunningham is a guy that stands out in my mind. Of a guy who gets 120 tackles every year, he's not one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Uh, no, he just so happens to be in the way from time to time. But Demario Davis, on the other hand, he is an elite guy, and I get that he's a little seasoned at 33 years old. But, I mean, get... You tell me how you feel about uh, Demario Davis here, Jeremy. Does he look like a guy who's falling off in his later years? I feel like you just did that to hurt me because <laughs> I took your uh, Georgia Bulldog, Roquan Smith. Well, I, I mean, I had to get you back somehow. I have long thought Demario Davis was top three most underrated player in 
all the NFL. Mm-hmm. Between the Browns and the Jets, it's funny. Two dumpster fire franchises found a way to run through him in three different tenures. He goes to the Saints, and he's been in first or second team All-Pro for three straight years. Mm-hmm. Weird. Weird how that works. I think he's the catalyst of that defense. He doesn't get nearly the notoriety that Cameron Jordan does. And I get it because he's a pass rusher, and, and DeMario does all of the things that don't necessarily jump off tape. Mm-hmm. That was a very good pick by you. I believe I undervalued your non-desire to take veterans, <laughs> and it makes me very sad. All right, Jeremy now with his back-to-backs for his fourth and fifth selections. Now I have to plot you out of what are you going to do. And I think I know what what you'll do with your next one. I'm just going to have to sweat the undrafted free agent. Okay. So I'm just going to take the ones that I want. My first one should not still be here. I understand he is a little older than than you would necessarily want in this situation, but he's also going to a defense <laughs> that is just really good, and he's got a chip on his shoulder. Oh, Bobby. So my first one will be Bobby Wagner. Good. I understand that he's 32 years old. I don't care. Last year's list, when, when ESPN did this, he was eight, at eight on this list because some people have said he's not the four four five guy that he was at one time. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I don't care. He's still everything you want as that run-stopping running back or linebacker to get in the hole, stop the running back, and he's a leader of a defense. The next one is where it gets weird for me mm-hmm. because I feel like there's a guy you won't take. Okay. There's a guy I feel like you will take. And another one I don't think you can get away from. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to take the most slightly off the wall and this is a projection this is a guy that i i loved when he was coming into the league he's very young mm. and he has a very long name no no and his name is jeremiah owusu ah. koromoa yeah that hurts yeah that hurts a lot i see so much potential in him and i thought it was crazy that he fell so far in the draft and i get that there you know people that the, Teams didn't like the medical on him. Well, there's a heart issue. Yeah. He's got a heart issue at, at any point that can waste a draft mm-hmm. pick for you. But I still there feel comes like a time so where that, There comes a time where, okay, let's say the medical gets him and, and, and the career doesn't pan out the way you want it to. The talent gets to a certain point where, okay, he's fallen too far. Mm-hmm. I said the same thing with the Kobe Dean this year. All right, so you've got things on the medical that bother you. There's too much wear and tear. Uh, he's been better than the last 25 players that have been drafted. Mm-hmm. So if he busts out of the league, you still at least took a shot on a player that's going to be that good. I don't necessarily think he's there yet, but I think he's a very modern-day three-down linebacker because he's so good in coverage. He's the best coverage linebacker in the NFL, and I said he would be from the second he stepped in the league, and yes. he was. Yes. The Joker. That hurts. That hurts a lot. Okay. That felt good after Demario Davis, which I genuinely feel like you did just to hurt me. No, no, no. It's it's not always just about you, Jeremy. Uh, my fifth and final pick before we do the undrafted free agent. I have to I have to I have to talk through talk talk myself through this. Are you going to 
snake me on the undrafted free agent if I don't take this guy now or Hmm. Or am I going to burn you when you try to, to exactly. sneak somebody else in there? Exactly. There's only one way to do this. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I know both names you're talking about. Okay. And there's no shot that one of them is going to uh, is going to make your team unless you draft him. Okay. But I'm not sure you know which one that is. I don't. I really don't. I really don't. So here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with Devondre Campbell. That one was that was going to be. We were both going to say the same name. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like he would be, he would be a guy that we're going to end up tying on the undrafted free agent on. So just what I thought you were going to do. Yeah, with my uh, with my fifth pick, I will go Devondre Campbell, and people will say, "Well, he wasn't that good at previous stops." Well, I understand that, but he was pretty effective. When he was in Atlanta, and then he got, and then he goes to Green Bay, and he's been one of the best linebackers in the NFL mm-hmm. since he's been in Green Bay. And I guess maybe that's because there's more around him. He's able to do all of the things that he needs to do because they have such a good defense. But again, this was a guy who got a contract extension that I went, yeah, I don't have any that's problem fine. with that. I don't care. I don't yeah. care how much you paid him. You need him for this defense. It made sense, and a it was a smart move by a smart smart organization. All right, now it's undrafted free agent time, where Jeremy and I will do the countdown from three. We say a name, and if we pick the same guy, then nobody gets him. But I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. I felt better. I felt better. All right, let's do it. Let's rip the bandaid. Ready, three. Two, one, Lamonte David. Nice. Nice. I knew exactly that worked out the well I was that worked out the way I wanted it to go. Jermaine Edmonds for me. Levante David for you. Indeed. Mine's on sheer raw talent. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's ever going to see his potential in Buffalo because of what they're asking him to do. Mm-hmm. I also think that's a smart organization that's eventually going to figure out, okay, we have miscast him. Now we must do other things fix that Mm -hmm. because i want him to be a true off the ball linebacker and not necessarily the the mic in that defense which i don't always love his fit there levante david 32 years old he's still one of the best linebackers in the nfl and last year i said it in the offseason when there was a chance that do we let levante david walk out the door knowing that we're getting ready to you know pick up the option and pay big for devin white no, he is a cornerstone of the defense. He's, he's, you know, probably number two all-time linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers behind Derek Brooks. He's what allows Devin White to be what he is. Absolutely. Too, he's very good in coverage. Absolutely. My, the, the, and I'll tell you straight up, I knew you were going to do that. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I didn't block you off, I like the high side of Tremaine Edmonds and the physical nature of how he has always played. I'm afraid he's going to age like a dairy product. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when we go back and look at this a year from now, that's the one where I I know what my guy's floor looks like. Yours could regress based on what he's getting ready to be asked to do Mm -hmm. and the physicality he's played with and his age, where that might be the one we look at and go, okay, he didn't belong. He didn't belong for the 2022 season. Right. That was a 
historical selection. Right. I don't feel like that day is coming just yet. He's been in the league for 10 years, and I'll just, I'll, I will never forget going back to the 2012 NFL draft. I had no, I had no idea who this was because who watches Nebraska Cornhusker football? But one of my best friends is a Nebraska alum, and he called me immediately when we made that pick and said, You're about to be a very happy man. And I have been nothing but thrilled with Levante David ever since that day. And I'm, I would be remiss if I didn't ask this question. If you had one more selection here, who would, have, who would it have been? Obviously, it doesn't count. Just I, right. th- There are two names that I feel like need to be said. Two names that you feel like need to be said? There's actually a third, but. Hmm. I don't know. C.J. Mosley is the one that you're not going to say. No, C.J. Mosley is. I, I, I like C.J. I've always liked C.J., but I don't think Wait he would Wait till you see him in a 4-3 with that line in front of him. Mm-hmm. He'll be one that a year from now, okay, you threw you threw dirt on him and flowers on the gravy. You're too early. Right. Uh, this might sound crazy to you, but I'm going to go with a young guy that mentioned this team earlier in the in, in the show. Done a very good job of drafting lately. Nick Bolton. It's a little high for me. That wasn't the one I was referring to. Mm-hmm. I, and I like him. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foye Loacon. That's one of the ones that we had not said that at least deserves to be stated. Okay. My fear is he's going to be asked to do too much. Mm -hmm. The one that I think we're going to go back and go, yep, you let one year in the wrong defense completely shade how you feel about a guy, Deion Jones. Mm. I've said this. I'm going to continue to say this. You mark my words. He's going to end up as a New York Jet. They won't pay Quan Alexander, and I feel like there's a reason it's because they know they can get Deion Jones for about the price of one nice dinner salad and a bag of footballs, and they're going to do it when they can finally come to an agreement, and he will be an aberration in that defense. All right, we'll have the graphic out uh, on the social medias at the Sportocracy across all of the platforms. You can vote there, or uh, we'll have the poll up tomorrow at the first of the show to decide who gets the number one pick tomorrow in the daily draft linebackers did jeremy win or did i win it's your choice you're in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville. coming up next don't do crimes and it'll be the first of jeremy's two a days as he looks forward to the next draft class in the nfl i'm almost 40 and i'm in the best shape that i've ever been in and it's because of the phd weight loss program look i used to be one of these people though when i was younger i'd say i don't want to be older I, I want to live my life and eat what I want to eat and drink what I want to drink. And But now that I'm hitting 40, I'm thinking, I really want to get the most out of my later years. In the 30-plus weeks that I've been on the Ph.D. weight loss program, I've lost nearly 80 pounds. You are a little older than me, so I wasn't necessarily thinking about later years. I was thinking about right now. I wanted to be able to sleep. I wanted to be able to be active. I was very active in my teens and in my 20s. And in my 30s, I had gotten lazy eating fast food and doing all the things that turn you into a sedentary couch potato, which I had become. Now, I'm under the weight that I weighed in high school, and it's all thanks to the program and the plan of PhD weight loss. And Dr. Ashley Lucas has the plan for you to turn your life around. 
PhD Weight Loss is the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like a are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls. See you later, Dad. All Bye. the ingredients for family. Now well, back here on the Ingalls Studio, ESPN Asheville, heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app is the Sportsocracy and Don't Do Crimes. Weird crime stories for the day. I told you I had uh, two fast food related stories today. The first one, the Subway story. This one also has to do with a, I will say, a more beloved fast food restaurant chain, Taco Bell. Nobody hurt my beloved Taco Bell, do they? Well, uh, they their 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 bank account could take quite a hit uh, because there is a woman in Texas who is suing Taco Bell for a million dollars. Now, I get a million dollars is not going to break Taco Bell by any means, but crimes were committed against her and her uh, underage child. So, you know, we, we don't have any identifier on the girl in this scenario. She's only referred to in this lawsuit as CT. But last month, almost a full month or a little over a full month ago in the Dallas area, this woman was at the Taco Bell with her daughter. They went through the drive through and they got their order wrong. She goes through the drive through again, reorders the food, says they got it wrong. They give her a second order. Still wrong. So she goes up to the window, or she goes up to the door. They're closed. Door's locked. They let her in so she can complain about the order being wrong for the second time. And after about 10 minutes of back and forth over, you got my order wrong, no ma'am, we didn't, or whatever the conversation was, the manager of the Taco Bell came out from behind the counter with a pot of boiling water and dumped it on the woman, the customer, and her daughter. Crimes were committed. Now, that's aggressive. It is aggressive. It's absolutely aggressive. Not only did she do it once, but as the after they dumped the scalding water on the woman and her daughter, the woman did it again. She went back and got more boiling water to pour on them a second time. These, This woman and her daughter tried to escape from the back of the restaurant because when they came in, they locked the doors behind them. 
So it feels like a premeditated attack on a disgruntled customer here. You asked me last hour, do I ever return food that's wrong? This is a perfect example of why I would never do that. Because who knows how the the people that work at the restaurant are going to react. I would never expect something like this. But get this. So they are suing for a million dollars because of not only the physical damage that was done but also the mental trauma of this to the underage child it says uh ct suffered severe burns to her face chest legs arms and stomach the burns on her face will cause discoloring and scarring that will forever impact her self-image they said when ct was released from the hospital her mother had to remove all of the mirrors from the walls in their house because the child was so distraught over the way she looks now that it caused softball sized boils to show up on her skin throw the employee under the jail oh that's my philosophy and what's worse is this is the manager this is the it was the manager of the place that did this to this woman and her child all because she just wanted her chalupas right or whatever it was that they had ordered all they wanted was their order right she complained about it and now her daughter is scarred for life. And the woman also, she suffers from seizures. And the trauma of the incident caused her to have seizures leaving the parking lot. So the underage child had to drive her mom to the hospital to be treated. That's a horrible story. It's absolutely horrible. Don't do crimes. Don't be a jack wagon. And don't ever return food. My story <laughs> is much more lighthearted. This starts at the Cadillac Lounge in Providence, Rhode Island. I'm sure you can take it from the name that this is an adult establishment. Classy. This is one of those places with no windows that tends to look like a warehouse building because it's a strip club. Right. On Monday night, the manager, Ed Amondi, was counting money in the office as he prepared to open. Then someone busts through the door, points a gun at him, and tells him to empty the safe. The exact words were, this is a robbery, I'm going to rob the place. Uh, at least if you're going to do crimes, you're very short and to the point. Amande said that one of the club's two safes was open, and roughly $3,500 was in his hand at the time. Mm-hmm. But the robber demanded that he open the other safe, which contained $22,000, all in $1 bills. <laughs> of course Do you did. realize how many bills that is? It's $22,000. Hey, I could do math. Do you realize how much bulk of bills that is? It's a lot. He had to load them in a bag, which apparently made it very obvious who he was when he was leaving. The thing that has blown Mr. Imondi's mind is, how did you know there was so much more money in the other safe than the one I already had open? Mm -hmm. Which makes him think this very well may be an inside job. Police have detained a person of interest, or did detain a person of interest, at a Walgreens Nearby, I can only imagine trying to exchange some of these dollar bills for much bigger currency. Right. Not exactly very palatable to be walking around with 22,000 bills. Normally, you go up to a cashier and say, hey, could you bust a 20 for me? Uh, this time it was, hey, can you take these 22,000 can, can uh, ones? You, can you give me f- like uh, 220 $100 bills? Because <laughs> that's what this is. It's much easier to carry around. Yeah. 
don't okay don't, don't feel, do crimes i don't feel like the walgreens is gonna have that many hundreds no on on hand you acted like you acted like why would the strip club have all of this money though? well i don't understand why you have twenty two thousand ones. you didn't make that much in a weekend and this was right before the place opened i mean it opened at eight o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. was the bank not open until 10 why do you have that much money on hand who knows and why is it all ones be, be nicer to your entertainers right okay well okay. i don't i don't know how any of that works the only thing i could come up with was maybe at the end of the night the girls turn in their their ones and then they get like you know direct deposited the cash rather than having to walk around with big bands of one dollar bills i don't know he actually thinks that what moving on why else would you explain it to me why else would they have that many ones well because you have to split the money i mean i get what i mean first of all this is obviously an establishment that does reasonably well right it's a lot of ones it is a lot of ones tell the guy you don't know the combination why is that so hard all right we are uh just days i mean just days away from the start of the college football season jeremy has done the math there are 25 shows between now and the start of the college football season so two a days he is previewing the talent in this next nfl draft class because he is the know-all draft nerd well and this is a this is almost a 50 guys you should watch for the college football season and the first one i'm not gonna lie he probably would have fallen maybe 52. I bumped him up a little bit solely because I wanted to talk about this team. Drakeem Jarrett from Maryland. They have two of my top 50, and they both play the same position. Mm-hmm. Rakeem Jarrett and Dante Demas. The difference is I like a little bit bigger of a receiver. I'm getting maybe smarter in my older age that – when you see technical skills from a big receiver, that tends to project better in the NFL. When you get these, Rakeem Jarrett's about six foot tall, but he's quick and he's shifty. He's got good enough hands and he's a much better deep threat than his tandem mate, mm-hmm. uh, Dante Demas is. Mm-hmm. The reason that I wanted to bring this up is Maryland has virtually no reason for you to watch them, they're not very talented. This team's not very good. Mike's Lock- Mike Loxley is not a very good coach. However, they're going to score a billion D points. Yes. They are going to be a thorn in much better team sides because they're going to be able to virtually score at will. I like Talia Tungavailoa. Obviously not to the same level that you liked his brother when he was coming out. But having these two weapons, I could argue this is one of the best tandems in the country behind Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jackson Smith and Jigba in, in Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, USC has a better combo. And that may be it. They, they may be three in the country. And I think this guy's going to come into the league. He'll be somewhere in the neighborhood of a second-round pick, and he'll be one of those, kind of like Sky Moore. That's vaguely what he reminds me of. He just plays a higher level of competition. And I haven't seen it as much. He will be a true sophomore this year. He redshirted his freshman year. And I can't remember if he got hurt or if they just shut him down and, and played the four game. He ain't going to make it to his junior year. Mm-hmm. 
you're going to see ridiculous numbers come out of these two guys. There's just not many secondaries in the in college football that can defend them both at the same time. So if you're updating your rookie rankings for fantasy football for next year, Raheem Jarrett needs to be on your I'm, radar. I am a I am a big fan of his. All right, and then you got a running back that's we'll say well traveled. He is well traveled. I think he's played for half the schools in the SEC and is about to add another one. Uh, even though he never actually played for the others. He committed to a ton. Mm -hmm. The raw talent on this kid's never been in question. I just feel like he wound up at TCU, and I'm referring to Zach Evans. This was one of the one of the biggest recruits in the nation uh, two, three years ago when he came out. He, this will be his true junior year. He's six foot tall, two fifteen. He's not in the same ballpark as Bijan Robinson, but I think he could be. But this is one that I may look back on after the season has happened because you look at him in that Jerry and Ely role mm -hmm. in that Ole Miss offense, he's exponentially more talented. He has exponentially a better body and can just do more things with it. Uh, he was never asked to catch out of the backfield at TCU. Two years, had 18 catches combined. Do you know how many touches he has total in his college career? 220. 164. That's it? That's it. Wow. That's it. There's a lot of tread on the tires. And I just feel like Lane Kiffin... Lane Kiffin, I mean, they call him the transfer or the, the portal king for a reason mm -hmm. because he sees guys like this that are maybe a distressed asset because he hasn't put up the numbers and he's not a great blocker. I, I don't know how many of those guys you're going to see moving forward where, where you get a run, a running back that can just be that stand up in the hole blocker. But I think there's a limitless amount of potential out of this kid. I've literally scouted him since he was in high school. That's how high level of a recruit he was. Mm-hmm. And now you see him in a place that he more fits in in an offense that's going to be much more wide open with him and, and Jackson Dart, the consummately underrated quarterback prospect with Lane Kiffin. I think that's a team that doesn't get its flowers, and it will quickly. They're going to score a ton of points. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons for that is a, a guy like Zach Evans, that between the tackles, he's, he's only 215 pounds. There are times he plays bigger than that, and he's very, very fast. He's a monster who was supposed to be the next Nick Chubb. That's why he originally committed to Georgia, and then, of course, like you said, well-traveled okay. since then. I, and, and I'm going to say something. It's going to sound crazy when I say it right now. I think he's actually a better all-around talent than Nick Chubb is. Really? Chubb may work harder. There's always One of the biggest drawbacks on Zach Evans has always been what happens between his ears mm -hmm. because he started to believe his own hype. And that's how he wound up. I think he committed three schools and then wound up at TCU. Mm -hmm. there, there's always been a fear that that fame and and things like that have not resonated with him well. He believed his own press clippings of he was the next Barry Sanders. And I think he was humbled at TCU a little bit because he was part of a ridiculous rotation. And he realized that he did this wrong. He knows that Lane Kiffin is the coach that can get the most out of him. And probably save his draft stock. It should tell you everything you need to know that a player that has been used this little is viewed as a beginning of the third, end of the second round pick at a lesser valuable position with very little depth of track record. 
I could see him being one of those players that just blows up this year. So the first of 50 players that you need to watch out for in the 2022 college football season, Rakeem Jarrett, wide receiver from Maryland, and Zach Evans, the well-traveled running back from Ole Miss. When we come back from the break, Jeremy's going to be mad here on ESPN Asheville. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Dirty, perfect, hard to bite, flat. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Dirty, hard to bite, flat, Let the hate flow through you. With media days ramping up, which I call lying season, you hear a slew of stupid things. Kirby Smart wants to move the game that you're not allowed to call the name that it's actually called, which is stupid, between Florida and Georgia. It should be played on campus because I I can't even get recruits to come see my biggest game. Shut up, Kirby Smart. (laughs) But without a a doubt, the dumbest thing that you will hear come out of any coach's mouth came out of the mouth of of Clark Lay. If you don't know who Clark Lay is, I'll forgive you because he's the head coach of the lowly, pathetic Vanderbilt Commodores who went 2-10 and ten last year in his first season with the Doors. It's also their eighth consecutive season finishing below 500 and not in bowl contention. However, he takes the lectern at SEC Media Days and comes out with this gym. We know in time Vanderbilt football will be the best program in the country. <laughs> that may be the stupidest thing I've ever heard somebody say in my life. In a time where between academic strictness and things like that, you have so many disadvantages. And I think you're a great coach. He was a coordinator with Notre Dame. I think he's a very bright guy. But sometimes you have to learn to not set your up, yourself up for failure. Vanderbilt is currently sitting in a very hunky-dunky spot because they're the worst team in the SEC and nobody seems to care. The one way you can really mess with that, start hyping up expectations. And if you've got a curiosity of, well, maybe they have a reason to be so excited. Well, maybe they do. Because they just named their starter, Mike Wright. And, and he played 10 games last year for the Doors. He had eight touchdowns, six interceptions. But he averaged 4.1 yards a carry, which is not all that great for a quarterback. But mm-hmm. that's the only thing we had to celebrate in the story. Go, Doors, go. I'm mad. Wow. 
Vanderbilt will be the best in the country, he said. I, I and I genuinely I, I get it's only, I, I would get it if you said this at like a pep rally or something mm-hmm. at Vanderbilt. That's one thing. To walk into the into SEC media days, you could have showed up in costume. You could have shown up dressed as the Commodore. You could have shown up with Lionel Richie and the Commodores. <laughs> and it wouldn't have been any more ridiculous than what you said. Right. This is why I don't care about media days. All this is is a great big hype session where nobody tells the truth. It's disinformation at the highest regard, just like you said about Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban losing their mind about NIL money. Mm -hmm. You're printing it. I don't really have any sympathy for you. You're doing just fine. Ask Clark Lay what he thinks about NIL because I think they keep their NIL fund in a mason jar and it's just quarters. Oh, Got a whole lot of money at Vanderbilt. You don't know they could get in the yeah. NIL they, business. They, they use it to cure people, not win football games. When the greatest player in the history of your program is Jay Cutler, the cornhole legend, Jay Cutler. Oh, I saw that. Ugh. Just okay. You can lie. Don't lie so obviously. Mm-hmm. Just maybe take it down a peg. Speaking of cornhole, I heard today that Daniel Jones got a contract to play professional cornhole did you see that that'll be a great second act for him after he washes out of the nfl in four years and four years this is his fourth year oh i was gonna i thought you were saying four more years no 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 and, say, and after four years in the NFL, year. i just see the press release now after four lackluster seasons in the nfl daniel jones has retired to endorse cheetos and play cornhole you're in the sportsocracy join us tomorrow for the thursday edition we'll be back here in the ingles studio at three o'clock until then be good be safe we'll see you then